Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, Doc, we're going live in three, two, one. one. Same time again. We're nailing it. <laughs> we're in sync. So, everybody, um, like we say all, um, pretty much every episode, just share the podcast. Give us some love, people. Love. We need it. We love the love. All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make us start singing. Um, you know what I was thinking about, Annabelle, though? What's that? <coughs> Well, first of all, I'm still coughing, which is, I need probably need to go see a doctor. Yeah, probably. But second, people will pay thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars for education. They don't learn anything. They get a degree, but we're giving you And good, they're still paying for it. And they're still paying for Not it. Not to get political. <laughs> we are giving free information out there. Good information, too. Yeah. And it's free. Reliable. Reliable. Trustworthy. Trustworthy. Test the spirits, but it's reliable. So that being said, follow us on social media. Uh, There's a link tree in the description. It'll have us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and the tube. Especially you, Belgium. We know you're listening. (laughs) It's about time you give us a follow. (laughs) Maybe he has and we just don't know. If you are, give us a shout out, man. Just let us know that's you. Or doesn't have to be a man. Yeah. Could be a lady. Of course. course. Um, (coughs) But yeah, let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, we've had some people comment and, and stuff like that to let us know what we want to, uh, what they want to hear next. So please do let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, it's in the works. Yeah, and we're always taking those into consideration and seeing if if, if it's within our uh, scope of what we can you know reliably talk about. If not, we'll find somebody. Yeah, we'll we'll find somebody. We know people. We we do know some people, not just our parents and you know <laughs> family and. We'll get some. We'll get my mom in here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think well, when did we post this? But you you may be. I think it's April first. Yeah, yeah, April on April Fool's Day. Yeah. We started the hundred push up challenge. Hundred push up challenge. It's been what a week now. Uh, eight days. We're eight, eight days. Eight hundred in. How you feeling, Annabelle? Sh- shoulders and chest are blasted, man. Feeling still pretty pretty tight. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think after the first maybe. I think after the second day, I'm 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 no longer. Good? Oh, yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. Now it's just about the. Uh, the discipline of doing it and doing it on days where you work out and like, ugh. those days uh, are, whew. yeah, um, <laughs> it's hard. But speaking of something that's hard, <laughs> An- <laughs> Annabelle just pulled 405 pounds. I did it guys on the deadlift. We've been talking about it for a while. I failed the first time. We'll put, we'll post a video soon. Maybe we can even post the fail video. After that's what I was thinking a little bit before and after. Do we have a video of the first time you deadlifted like a couple years ago? Back in the day, I think I think so. Maybe maybe we can post post the first one too. But he did it, so if you uh, see him on the streets <laughs> or in our DMs, give him <laughs> give him a shout out because the boy worked hard. The man worked yeah, hard on that. I, one. I did it. It's over. <coughs> he kind of goes in perfect, like the like the prophet Duraki said. <laughs> It was God's plan. You mean Drake? <laughs> Drake. Drake. Okay. Cal 405, we're talking about, what What were you talking about today, Cam? We are talking, we're still in the myth conception series. Oh, yeah, misconception. Um, taking fitness myths, misconceptions about um, 
really anything related to health, fitness, or rehab, and uh, seeing if there's any validity to it. So today is, is deadlifting bad for your low back? Deadlifting, 405. You see where I'm working <sighs> with, guys? So, yeah, we're going to dive into that today. So, with deadlifting, man, I feel like it's probably one of the most devoided exercises. I've, it's terrible for you, is what people say. I know. So, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Uh, I, I was working with a uh, with a patient, and a lot of times family members will come back. Um, yeah, and a lot of times they'll just ask me questions. You know, they're getting free consultation <laughs> advice. But this guy, the first thing he started saying is like, "They're seeing Father Hug." <laughs> the first thing he said to me is like, "Hey, man, I I hurt my I I hurt my low back, and uh, I don't deadlift anymore. Don't worry." And I was like, that, "I know that was like the first thing he said to me," and I was like, "Interesting." Like, I know it's wrong. I right? know it's wrong. Like everybody knows this. I'm, I'm sinning. I'm sorry. But is there a way that I could like get back in? Like, but he was trying to find a way to get back into it, which is good. But he kind of said he didn't kind of say he said that. You know, I know it was bad for me, but I, I still kind of want to do it. Kind of like running, and we talked about like, oh, I'm not running anymore. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I've even heard. Unfortunately, I think it's 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 becoming less prominent, <clears throat> way less prominent. But I've even heard some physical therapists say that deadlifting deadlifting is bad for your back. Just don't really? do it. Mm. And maybe that was just so they didn't have to answer questions or maybe this person or patient, you know, probably was couldn't do the form or whatever. But um, I, I have heard that, unfortunately. Um, and you know what? People have hurt themselves deadlifting. So we're not going to just say that that's a myth yeah. and that people don't hurt themselves. Like it does happen. Um, we'll get into we'll get into some stats. Prevent and avoid that. And yeah. Some and, stats. Yep. That as well. But you know what else? I've also had people hurt themselves from getting up off the toilet. I've had people, I've literally <laughs> had somebody, quote, throw their back out by picking up their shih tzu. Their 20 pound or 15 pound, however heavy a shit. I think this was a pudgy little shih tzu. But I'm <laughs> maybe like, even 30 pounds. Maybe even 30, <laughs> you never know. And um, wow. so you can get injured, you know, regardless. Um, and is there more to meets the eye is what I'm trying to point out here. Is deadlifting the culprit or is it not the culprit? Are we just putting blame? Are we just casting the blame? Is it a scapegoat? Yeah. Is this a scapegoat? Yeah. Um, here's some interesting, some interesting statistics. <clears throat> One of the most <coughs> common reasons for a doctor's visit is low back pain. Isn't that crazy? Like one of the most common reasons someone will get off their butt, go see their PCP or ortho doctor is because of low back pain. That's mind blowing. I would think it would be, I don't know, not back, lower back pain. Yeah. Um, billions. With the billions. B. <laughs> yeah, billions of dollars. With a B um, is spent on the management and or treatment of low back pain each year. So that could be, MRIs that could be injections that can be surgery that can be physical therapy that could be maybe chiropractic I don't know if they're within in with insurance or not well I, I don't I'm not I'm not so for sure on that one uh, but yeah on the management of low pay, back pain billions of dollars I mean I work in an office everyone's got some low back pain everybody has everybody has low back pain yeah we're all trying to get standing desks to help uh, that will help um, but we'll get, we can get into we that. We get later. more into it. So the, one of the crazy, one of the craziest parts is that's definitely the thing that I see the most in the clinic. So like out of all my caseload, 
I will always have somebody with some sort of low back pain. What's your theory? What's what's creating this <sighs> epidemic? Well, we're I, I will give you some thoughts here in a minute. Okay. okay. Um, we do know, and this is uh, sad, but we do know that um, effective interventions and you know management treatment are largely unsuccessful, whether that's surgery, injections, physical therapy, chiropractic. Um, they were largely unsuccessful. It doesn't mean that they are not successful. Hmm. It just means that they're largely unsuccessful. Um, now, we are getting better at it. I think the PT profession is continuing to grow and adapt. And, um, you know, we're getting more and more research on the treatment of this. And, and I do think it is getting better. But even if you look um, like at myself or even our company, <coughs> We have uh, like outcome scores to kind of show like the percentage of improvement. Yeah. And uh, always low back pain is the one that, I mean, we have improvement 100%, but it improves less than every other body part that we treat. It's the one that. Interesting. Yeah. It's the lagging body part. It's the, you know, hmm. uh, it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, and that's not the point of technically this podcast is to get into why you know, the treatment isn't effective, but I do know that 80 to 85%, um, well, there's an 80 to 85% lifetime prevalence of low back pain. So a lot of people are going to get it and have it for a little bit throughout, throughout their lifespan. That's, that's a big number. That is a huge number. Yeah. This isn't like, um, you know, I sprained my wrist or, you know, that's probably very low, but you know, 85%, that's super high. Hmm. I have my thoughts on it, too. We can go over later. So my, again, like last episode, we kind of did a little hypothesis or theories. Mine is, well, what percentage of that is from deadlifting? You know what I mean? Like, think about Mm -hmm. that. Like, I would have to guess a very low percentage of the 85% is from low back pain. Or from deadlifting, sorry. Yeah. Like, I would have to say it's... I can't. I don't know. We don't have the number on it, but I would speculate that it is very, very low. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get the low back pain because of deadlifting. It was already there. Yeah. So I wonder. I hypothesize, <laughs> is if that prevalence of that low back pain would actually go down if more people started deadlifting. Oh. I also wonder potentially, you know, that billions of dollars we treat on the you know, you already have low back pain. Now we're treating it. I wonder how that cost would go down if we were preventing low back pain through deadlifting. Hmm. hmm. Just a thought. We got some research to kind of get into. Yeah. Um, but one thing we, d- I feel like we need to look at is what are some stats on these injuries? You know what I mean? I know. I think when you think about deadlifting specifically, but just, weightlifting that's all oh, yeah I would, I would even I, I like what you're saying like let's just back up like when people think of just weightlifting they're like i'm gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt it's automatic man it's it's gonna happen so why even bother and if i if i do decide to go to this place where i'm gonna get hurt i'm definitely gonna avoid the one thing that's definitely gonna hurt everybody me. knows the deadlift it's gonna hurt so let's look at some of these statistics <clears throat> yes yeah, so, like what sport or what activity are you most likely to get injured right so this is from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning. It's an it's an older study, granted, but it's a good study. Yeah. And essentially what it looked at, it looked at the most common sports, um, and it looked at the injury rates 
per, I want to say, uh, 100 participation hours. So you do this sport activity for 100 hours. What's the you know likelihood? What's the percentage chance that you're going to get injured? Um, do you have any guesses on what? If you, if the, okay, viewers, if you're listening out there, what do you think are the top two um, sports to get injured in? What comes to mind? I think it's going to be cheating because I kind of – We've already gone over this a little bit, but I would say football. That, what that, came to mind first when we were talking about was like football, automatic number one. I was gonna say football and, and rugby were when I initially heard that were gonna yeah, be my football, top two because of the contact. Yeah, but it's not. But soccer, it's not. soccer has an injury rate of six point two per one hundred hour participation hours. That blew my mind. Yeah, that blew my mind. Now. um when they're saying injury rate, I want, I, I'd have to go back and double check, but I want to say this is like injury, injury. Like you didn't just tweak something. You didn't have a little inflammation or a flare up. We're talking like you hurt yourself and you're, yeah. and you're, you know, you're out. Not, mm-hmm. uh, not a little flare up here that gets better with some, you know, you know, going on a little walk or some stretches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, number two was rugby. So I got that one right, but it was at 1.9 which I still think is that's st- that's still so low. 1.9% for a hundred hour participation hours in a sport. Now they're definitely banged up and bruised and yeah, but not like we said, not injured. injured. Yeah. Yeah. So then a lot of people are going to come back and say, well, that's not true. You don't know. You're always hurting when you play football, no matter what, but yeah, you're hurting. You're not, not injured, injured. So football, like American football, not, not soccer, uh, is 0.1 percent chance per 100 participation hours which is also super low i thought that one was gonna be way hotter i, th- I thought higher. so too but here's and here's the here's the crazy part weight training and so this is talking about just your average gym goer well i would say this is probably not average i'd say this is at least people that would are willing to identify themselves and be in a study you know that type to of say thing. i live yeah it's, um it is Point zero zero one two per one hundred hours. Isn't that crazy? That's low. And then if you look at competitive powerlifting, meaning like you're lifting some heavy weight, or weightlifting, which is I think this is talking about Olympic. Olympic lifting. Yeah, we'll clarify. Powerlifting essentially means the big three: squat, bench, deadlifting. Yep. Olympic is power clean and what's the other one? Snatches. Snatches. Yes. Yeah. Maybe even the clean, clean and jerk. Clean and jerk. Yeah. yeah I'm not more too, of that. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with the the ones they do for competition, but these are competition. Yeah. And it is point zero zero, point zero 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 eight. So three zeros and then the eight, and then same thing with uh, Olympic weightlifting zero 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 six. That is super low, guys. Yeah. Um. So if you are at all nervous about getting in the weight room, lifting heavy or lifting dynamic. The odds are are down, but again, these are people who know the form. Uh, yes. There, there is something to say about you know making sure you know form and all that kind of stuff. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Don't go heavy right off the bat, just like you wouldn't don't, go hard in sports right off the don't bat. Don't forget either. everything we've said during this podcast up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> but what we're trying to do is is build some reassurance around people yeah. to know that if this is something that you're interested, you know, to make this a uh, a lifestyle habit. Don't think of, think about, I mean, honestly, think about lifting weights and deadlifting as injury prevention. Like I'm making my body stronger so that I won't get injured when I go out and play soccer or go on a hike or lift my yeah, kid. Yeah, it's just like sports. You try to learn a technique at first mm-hmm. before you 
do you try to do anything else that's more advanced? And same thing, start light, maybe just a bar for a while, focus on the technique, and then build from there. Add some weight, add other right. variables to it. So. Uh, yeah, I think the big part on, on why we shared those statistics is to try to shift your mindset. Yes. You don't go to the weight room to get injured. You don't go. You don't deadlift to get injured. You go to get stronger and to prevent pain. Mm-hmm. so that your body's more resilient when you go do a bunch of activities like, pi- medicine. like p- picking up your shih tzu or getting off the toilet or going hiking like <laughs> or playing soccer you know whatever you want to yeah. be stronger so that you know you prevent it so mindset shift exactly. mindset shift you're not going to get hurt okay so why should we deadlift then so we know that weightlifting is relatively safe if you know the right form and are progressing and you know not being an idiot like you said mm-hmm I think that deadlifting serves a twofold purpose. Um, number one, I know we, I think the word functional gets overused a lot because people will get on, you know, functional fitness. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that is definitely overplayed a little bit, but I think at the same time, you got to be able to lift something off the ground. You know what I mean? How many times throughout the day, throughout the rest of your life, are you going to pick something off the ground? And if the answer is, I don't pick anything off the ground, like, you're lying. <laughs> you, you have, have to pick to. something. Well, you could have one of those little uh, long stick things. You know what oh. what are they, what's our call? Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Those little extendo arms. Yeah. Are, <laughs> yeah. In that case, I mean, maybe you're not. Maybe. But I feel like most people, most are. people aren't going to do that. You're going to be picking stuff off the ground. So why not be strong in a movement where you have to pick stuff off the ground if you think you're going to get injured by lifting stuff from the ground? And if you have kids, you know you're gonna, they're, they're dropping <coughs> things all the time that you're going to have to pick up. And then number two, I think it's one of three total body strength movements. I would even argue that this particular exercise works the most amount of muscle mass. I would So think about this. It works the knee extensors. It works the hip extensors. It works the erector spinae. It works the quadratus lumborum. It works your core musculature, your back mu- musculature, your upper trapezius, your forearms. Like it works. A, I mean, it doesn't work every muscle, but it works a lot of muscles. Dang. Um, those muscles and are going to not only like it's not just your low back that's 100% getting stronger but it is working a lot of muscles it does um, I'm still pretty beat from yeah, pulling from the Monday. from the 405 and that was Monday and today's Saturday Saturday yeah so yeah so they also did um, some studies on looking at kind of the electromyography like the uh, like basically looking at how much the muscles are firing during an mm. exercise they saw that the ham, the ham, almost hamstrings, I said that he, hamstrings. hamstring, that the hamstrings are activated more in the deadlift than from doing like uh, a hamstring curl on one of those machines. Really? Yeah. So huh. you, you'll get more muscle activation from the deadlift, meaning that you'll get bigger muscles, stronger muscles than just doing a hamstring curl. I know we'll get some hate because there's a lot of people who, a lot of people, even people who lift, don't like it. Yeah. They say, oh, well, you're not you're not really hitting the hamstrings that much. There's not oh. some, like, hamstring curls, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to make your hamstring stronger, which would then allow you, if you go to a hamstring curl machine, to, to, do, more. to do more weight with higher reps to basically potentially build more hypertrophy. Yeah. But um, it's, just one of the, it's just one of the best exercises. Yeah. Um, we also know that it really hits the erector spinae. These are the big back strap muscles that run up your back that will lead, uh, that help with some like, well, definitely helps with keeping you erect and upright, but it also mm-hmm. helps with some, um, lumbar extension. So we know that that really hits those muscles. 
And we know that stronger erector spinae lead to a stronger low back. And a stronger low back makes it harder for your low back to get injured. So. Boom. They. Well, so, so to that point, some people will come back and might say, well, you know, it can, it could, you know, lead to a bulging disc and, you know, nerve pinch, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what I would say to that is maybe if you are really rounding your low back, potentially, Mm -hmm. if you go too hard, too quick, um, you know, definitely stuff like that. But if you're keeping a flat back, there is absolutely no reason why that would lead to any sort of disc injury. No reason. And like we've said before, if you get your technique right, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So there was a study uh, by Watson et al. And um, (coughs) they looked at postmenopausal women and deadlifting, which I thought was kind of cool. So while they looked at postmenopausal women, there's a lot of hormonal changes happening in the body after menopause. Mm -hmm. And typically you start to lose bone density quicker, like osteoarthritis potentially get more into like osteopenia, osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all start to lose lean muscle mass after the age 30 to 35, but that definitely speeds up them. So they found that um, with deadlifting, it increased bone density in these women. It found that it helped their back extensor strength, like we yeah. already talked about. It decreased their thoracic kyphosis, which is as we get older, you know how people start to get that kind of like hump in their back yeah. and things start to kind of gravity starts to win and pull us forward. That actually decreased, which will actually decrease your chances of getting a spontaneous stress fracture when you get older. So if you start to lose bone density and you start to get rounded forward, it can lead to these spontaneous stress fractures in your low back. Hmm. I actually treated a lady who had this. She came to me for low back or for back pain. Um, we did a couple of sessions and it wasn't getting better. And I was like, I think you might have a stress fracture because she was osteopenic and had the thoracic kyphosis and was sedentary. She went to the doctor. She had spontaneous stress fractures. Mm. Um, and this all, and this study was also looking at overload, like progressive overload on the deadlift. This wasn't talking about they just did a 20-pound kettlebell. So they were doing a barbell, and they were, get, they were loading it. They were getting stronger on it. Yeah. Showing that it's safe. And then it helps and a that, lot. And that it wow. helps. Yeah, that it helps a lot. Um, and there are probably a lot more studies. I just pulled that one because those are some of the big ones where people will say, like, you know, will it actually, you know, change bone density? Will it actually change muscle mass? That kind of thing. This study would point to that being, you know, true, that it, it does do those yeah. things. That's uh, awesome. <clears throat> It's hard to talk about form on a on a you know audio podcast. <laughs> it is. So one thing that we can just lead you to is there is um, a book called Starting Strength. The we, Godfather. We 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 really enjoy um, Mark Ripito and his videos and his book. I think it. I think every person, <coughs> if you're going to start strength training, need to know how to squat and deadlift and bench press and overhead press, and, and they've got some good. Uh, I think a lot of people even use their resources. Yeah. They go into very, very great detail in every single aspect, like how you, where you need to be looking, your positioning, your hand grip, et cetera. So check it, check it out. So I'm not going to necessarily get into how to set up for the deadlift. I think those videos are perfect to look yes. at. Yes. Check them out. Check them out. Um, 
they're on YouTube. I think you can find their book on Amazon. It's just called Starting Strength. Um, but I do want to talk about some things that you should avoid. Um, yes. <coughs> what a lot of people start doing is when they get set up, they they start lifting with their hips first. So their knees actually go straight. And then mm. that automatically puts more force into your low back. Yeah. So instead of keeping your chest up and kind of dragging the barbell, you know, up your shins and thighs, they immediately kind of go straight. Mm-hmm. And that will put more force into your low back. I'm not going to say it's, you know, you can definitely keep a flat back, but you're not, you're not going to get as much lower extremity, you know, movement It's going to go more to your hip and low back if you start by driving up with your hips first versus and like extending your knees versus like continuously standing uh, and dragging it up with a big chest. Um, Another one is rounding of the low back and rounding of the upper back. Like again, it's kind of hard on a podcast, but there's a lot of different cues, a lot of different technique points, but just, yeah, and even some rounding isn't bad. Like no one's got a per- there's no such thing as perfect form. In, I'm glad in, you said that. In that yeah. re- in that regard, but we're talking about excessive rounding. Like you know, you're just you're doing it all back. You're not using your legs. You're not using you know your lats. It's just going straight. Yeah. To the spine. So you want to avoid that. Um, you also want you definitely want to avoid excessive extension at the top. Like once you get it, some people like almost trying to like a. You know, they go ba- far backwards. Mm-hmm. And, like, you definitely want to make sure you get all the way up. But some people overdo and go into too much lumbar extension at the top. You want to try to avoid that. Mm. Um, but the biggest one is you just you want to avoid that rounding of the back because that can put the back in a compromised position. It'll create excessive force on those in, uh, what we call the intervertebral disc because of the rounding. It puts more pressure on the front, meaning it can push out the back. That's where you get the quote bulging disc type mm. type deal. So keep flat back, don't excessively round, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and you'll be fine. Um, okay, so if some people want to get into deadlifting, they've never done it before. I do have some exercise progressions that I would recommend. Um, and again, maybe we should just make a video on this too. I I think so. I think it'll be good. Yeah, look at form. Like I know there's stuff out there, but I would definitely like to get my own. Yeah. Uh, like our own video out there on that. Um, so one thing you can do is just working on the hip hinge pattern. So you're not squatting. Um, you're kind of like folding. And an easy way to do that is using a dowel or like a broomstick or something like that, that you um, kind of hold in your hands or you can kind of place along your back to make sure your back is just staying in uh, flat, staying in neutral spine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you just kind of hip hinge forward and just work on the motor control and the mobility, um, you know, maybe three sets of 10 building up on that. Then, you know, then you can do, you can hold a kettlebell uh, and do the same type of technique, but now we're just kind of starting to load a little bit more. And maybe you just do that kettlebell, you know, maybe to like your knees, you don't have to actually go to the floor. And then maybe you, you know, go from the floor with the kettlebell. And then I would say that you're probably ready for the barbell. Yeah. Um, Especially since most people listening probably one have never deadlifted or may have in the past and probably didn't have the best technique. Yes. Uh, and there's also things called rack pulls where you don't have to pull the deadlift, the barbell from the floor. You can kind of elevate the height of it um, from the floor yes. by um, putting it on like the J hooks or one of the safety um, spotters. Yeah. Safety spotter um, parts. 
and uh, you can do more of a rack pull from there. And I would say like the 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 farthest progression is a single leg Romanian deadlift. <coughs> it just requires strength, balance, core stability, neuromuscular coordination, mobility, and then you're um, you know holding the weight with one hand. So it it's it's a little bit more loaded of an exercise. You definitely won't get like crazy crazy strong because you can't do too much weight. But it's mm-hmm. definitely really good to if you're wanting to go into more unilateral movements and you know, hitting a little bit more, um, balance and coordination to an exercise. So that would say our progression. So hip hinge with a, with a stick or a broomstick using a kettlebell from an elevated height, kettlebell from the floor, barbell, then potentially like a rack pull if that barbell is still too low. And then you could progress to like single leg type hinging patterns with weights, dumbbells, barbells, or dumbbells or kettlebells. So what does all this mean? There was a study by, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Holmberg. <laughs> and what they looked at was people with low back pain. And these people with low back pain had a positive response in terms of their pain. So like on the pain scale, like their pain went down and their function improved. Like they weren't able to do this, but now they're able to do that. Um, with deadlifting, barbell deadlifting for 10 weeks. So that's, that's kind of cool. The only problem is there was only like three subjects, um, participants. So it's a little lower level for sure, because Mm -hmm. you you didn't have too many, uh, subjects in it, but I think that's a good start. I think that, uh, that, you know, there's other studies that looked at it too, for about eight weeks. Again, I think more, my hypothesis is I think the more research that comes out and the more people that do proper deadlifting with good technique, um, I think this is one of going to be the, one of the most beneficial ways to prevent low back pain and potential treatment for low back pain. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and it just a lot of the blame is put on it, but it, it's really going to help you more than anything else. Yeah. So I don't want to overlook the fact that some people have hurt themselves most likely because of either incorrect form, too much reps, too much weight, without the body being ready, the body hadn't mm-hmm. adapted yet. Um, but for others, I think this is going to be one of the best exercises you can do. I know for myself, I don't like to get, you know, use anecdotal evidence here, but I was definitely having low back pain and even some hip pain. Uh, as soon as I started deadlifting, barbell deadlifting from the floor, progressive overload, um, my back pain went away. I haven't uh, had back pain. Me too. Uh, I'm the one having a lot of back pain as well and then started deadlifting. And I have, I make all, almost, if I can, I make all low back patients do some sort of hinge pattern with weight. If I can get them deadlifting from the floor, I do. I've had, I've worked with 80 year olds. I've made them deadlift or, or even a or, or rack pull. One of the two, if they can't get down yeah. to pick it from the floor. And I think it's one of the most effective interventions and potentially uh, preventative treatments for low back pain. But yeah, that's all that I got for, is deadlifting bad for your back? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that's a myth. No, it's a myth. Start slow. Build up. Build up. Yeah. You got any All closing right. thoughts there, Annabelle? Uh, no. Just uh, like we, while we try to tell you guys, remember that you are human. We should not seek profession, but daily improvement. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys.